This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The following content is not suitable for children. You know, women really like it when a guy is confident and he comes on to her and he's seductive and he knows what he's doing and he's going to just work his way through and get her into bed. That is so sexy. News alert here, Lori. Men find it pretty damn attractive, too, when they're with a partner who's confident. (laughs) So true. Welcome to Foreplay Radio, Couples and Sex Therapy. I'm Lori Watson, your sex therapist. And I'm George Fallon, your couples therapist. And we are passionate about talking about sex and helping you develop a way to talk to each other. Our mission is to help our audience develop a healthier relationship to sex that integrates the mind, the heart, and the body. All right, so confidence is a big deal for everybody, regardless of who you are. But so much of what we see in a bedroom is a lack of confidence. What do we do about that? Well, let's figure it out. Before we do that, though, I would love to just announce that we are now with the network Cloud 10. And yeah, Cloud 10 has partnered with iHeartRadio as well. So we're part of that network and so proud to be with them. They're going to help us grow our podcast and take us to the clouds, right, Lori? Take us to the clouds. Beyond cloud nine, we're with cloud 10. Yes. So, yay. This is Keep helpful. Growing. Well, you know our mission. It's really to help get a message out there of sexual health that just brings more love and happiness and safety into relationships. And, you know, we appreciate this partnership to really help spread this message. Right. So sexual confidence. You know, how do we help people who have lost their confidence or who maybe never had it in the first place is what I'd like to talk about just a little bit. And then maybe what happens when couples get into a fight about this? I think the the loss of confidence is oftentimes the mixed messages that we get from our partner. You know, many times the, the confident move works, but what happens when it doesn't work? And you get rejected. You know, I, I talked to a woman the other day and she literally said, you know, I came down in lingerie and he never looked at me, you know. And so for me, I'm telling myself, like, right. She says, you know, he doesn't want to look at me. This is not a turn on and doesn't understand what's happening. Of course, come to find out later on after we got into the details, mm-hmm. he says, you know, no, I, I just knew if I looked at her, I was going to get hard. And then, you know, I, I wouldn't be able to be hard when we're in the bedroom. So I was like keeping my eyes averted so that we would get through dinner so we could have sex. You know, and her whole message was, 
you know, I've kind of taken this risk. I've been vulnerable. He's not looking at this brawn panties and slip and all this stuff. And, you know, she she makes up something about it. And, you know, does she want to do that again? No. You know, she's like, I finally get up the courage to come down and do the thing that I think he wants and don't get the response. And so her confidence wanes. Well, that is the opportunity to repair when couples can have this conversation, right? They can talk about what was the miss, what was the break, right? That it could lead to really understanding each other better. So she could understand in that moment. He's just, because he wants to perform so well for her mm-hmm. that he intentionally tries to not overstimulate himself. Right. right? She's got to let him into the rejection it feels like when you put yourself out there and your partner doesn't even look at you, right? They have two good reasons to, there's fear there for both of them. There's hurt there. But if they can't talk about it, they, they can't repair it. But the good news, if they can talk about it, that repair is exactly what leads to confidence. What is confidence? It's a byproduct of success, right? There's no shortcut. You got to have success, right? You hit a lot of home runs. You have confidence when you're at bat. If you strike out all the time, you're not going to have confidence. So, you know, at the root of building confidence is building success. Exactly. So, of course, they have a big fight about this. And she says, you know, I, I'm never doing that again. You always say that I don't initiate sex. And she's the withdrawer. And, mm. and then I come down in this sexy outfit, which I worked up my courage upstairs to do. And then I come down and you don't look at me. You're not turned on by me. It's like nothing I can do is ever going to work, right? That She just launches right into the protest mm-hmm. of how hurt she was. Right. She did not have success with her move. She did not have success with her move. And then she gets blamed for not being confident. I think that's the biggest turnoff to confidence is, is you have good reasons to feel down. And instead of giving permission for that in space, you then get blamed as this is the problem. Mm-hmm. No wonder why it feels like so many men that I work with have tried so many times and being shot down so many times. And then their partner's like, I really wish you'd be more confident. It's like, yeah, I wish I was too. <laughs> right. But it's, it, it's, it's a, it, the history has really chipped away at them. Yeah. And I think we have to start off with permission for the lack of confidence if we're going to start building people back up into a more confident place. We got to give people permission for their protection, which is what we've been kind of talking about recently on the podcast, right? When she says, you know, I'm never going to do that again. Hopefully he can get a hold of, well, yeah, I can see why it was a risk for you. Mm -hmm. It makes sense that you don't ever want to do that again when I don't respond the way you would have thought I would have responded. Mm -hmm. And you got this message that you weren't very sexy. Makes sense that you're never going to risk that again. And same with the men, right? Who If she could say to him, okay, you know, you tried something new and I, I didn't respond to it. And I'm always harping on, why can't you be bolder? Why can't you manhandle me? Why can't you, you know, grab me and go for it? And then you kind of try a little bit and I laughed at you, (laughs) you know, like that was kind of dumb. That's the message you get that I think you're dumb and yeah, you're probably not going to try again for a very long time. That laugh just stopped you cold. Makes sense that you went away, 
didn't want to have sex with me that night and said, forget it. You know. So let's be tactical. There are two goals. The primary goal is respond to the confidence, give the confidence success, and it will grow. That's the primary goal that we're aiming for. Okay, wait, and, and can we, I want to talk about that because that is critical, is when we want change and our partner who we are dying for them to be confident, it's not going to be perfect in the beginning. You know, we're going to sense their anxiety about the new move. And when we sense somebody's anxiety, we don't think of them as very confident, you know? So it's it's hard to get the read that they are confident. And so many people then criticize behind that, well, it didn't really seem very confident. Mm-hmm. Rather than shaping it and saying, you know, I appreciate that you tried that. You know, you tried coming up behind me and really grabbing me and going for it. And yeah, I, you know, I didn't respond very well. Because any little bit of shaping toward the end goal of having your partner be bold is going to help. So I'm sorry, I interrupted you. Go ahead. What's the part two? I like you're trying to spotlight the importance of both partners to build in mistrust. Mistrust is part of change. We have these expectations that our partner is just going to show up without any mistrust. And it's just going to be like a Hollywood moment, right? Where that's just not super realistic. We know what happens with change is the body's not sure what to do with it. And there's going to be some hesitation. And that's part of it. When both sides are ready for that, it just makes it easier to kind of hit the target. But Mm -hmm. the main target is success for the confidence. Respond to it. If you can't get there because there's too much mistrust or whatever the good reasons, then the second target is given permission then to protect yourself. Right. So in this example you gave, the lady shows up in lingerie and the husband doesn't respond. Right. He's got to then give her permission for not having so much confidence instead of blaming her for that to be like, yeah, that's a hard thing to do. You just struck out. It's harder to get back up there when you just struck out, you know, and I'm sorry for that. I, I think there's something about acknowledging the struggle that makes people more resilient to try again. But when you then get blamed for the struggle, it's like, screw that. I'm not doing that again. Somehow you, and this happens a lot. Like when the partner takes a new move and, and the other one doesn't respond to the new move, then to defend themselves, the person who doesn't respond winds up in their defensiveness saying, well, because you never do this. It's actually your fault why I didn't respond. And then it turns into like gaslighting and it like the whole thing blows up. And oh, yeah. it, when it implodes, then it's like, yeah, I'm never doing that again. Yeah, I've heard this one go wrong so many different times. You know, he'll say, well, she wore what she likes. She wore the thing that she finds sexy, but she doesn't wear the thing that I find sexy. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not. And it's like, oh, you know, oh, if you could have just appreciated the move towards you, you know, okay, maybe it wasn't the hottest thing she had in her closet or she didn't wear the birthday gift you gave her. But she wore something, you know? I mean, yeah. I think we see confidence as an intrapsychic within the person trait. Mm -hmm. And I think what we're trying to say here is, yeah, some of that's true. We got to take responsibility for our own essence. 
but so much of confidence is also interpersonally what happens between the couple. Yes. Right? Couples that are really confident have had a lot of success with each other. Yeah. Right? That's what builds the confidence. And, you know, if you want your partner to be more confident, don't look at them and say, fix this problem. Help them. You're a big part of if they're going to become more confident or not by right. how you respond. Responsiveness is how we gain confidence. I mean, if you're first out and learning how to turn somebody on or get them to notice you or something, if they don't respond, you're like, okay, that move doesn't work. You're learning. Mm-hmm. And and then maybe you figure it out. Okay, this is how I turn somebody on. I get them to notice me. And that responsiveness just feels so good. It's reinforcing, this is, I can do this. This is how I do this. But without responsiveness, you know, it's going to fall flat. And then when we're married or we're partnered and all those moves maybe that worked in the beginning are suddenly not working, it's, it's really deflating to our confidence. Mm-hmm. And needing your partner's help with feedback and communication and ability to kind of pivot with each other is how we keep that confidence going. Great lovers take in feedback. Right? Yes, and they, they know do. they have to continuously change and to tweak things, right? So we're not always going to be attuned. We got to embrace the feedback that, hey, a little faster, a little bit slower, or try to do that. Like, I think that that's the communication play by play that we're trying to encourage partners to do. Yeah. And great lovers also, I think, accept less than perfection, Like they are moving their partner in a direction with continual success. Good enough responding. Good enough responding. Exactly. That's what we're striving for. So set the goal to be more confident and then come up with a plan. How do both partners become more confident? Because if you do, your sex will improve. Hey guys, we know it's all about confidence in the bedroom. But sometimes stress, anxiety, or just having a bad day can affect your performance and really ruin the fun. Good news, BlueChew.com is here to help. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra or Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. BlueChew's tablets help men combat all forms of ED. Because Blue Chew is an online prescription service, there are no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in lines. It's shipped directly to your door. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescriptions within days. The best part? There's a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use the promo code FOREPLAY at checkout. Just pay $5 for shipping. That's bluechew.com promo code FOREPLAY to receive your first month free. Support for FOREPLAY is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Our listeners know we are big fans of Manscaped because they share in our mission of intentionally putting in the effort to enhance our sexual experience. 
I wish I had a pair of Manscaped trimmers when I was a young adult rather than my mother's rusty scissors. The good news is the Performance Package 4.0 has arrived and it is a game changer. Inside this package, you'll find the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer. This waterproof trimmer is the future of grooming. Also included is the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Trimmer, the Crop Preserver, Ball Deodorant, who don't need that? Some Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Briefs, and a travel bag to hold all these goodies together. Right now, you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code FOREPLAY at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code FOREPLAY. Join over 4 million customers to unlock your confidence and always use the right tool for the right job with Manscaped. And just for the record, I think confidence is in two parts sexually, right? Our body confidence, feeling secure about our attractiveness, Mm -hmm. and also our confidence in our moves. You know, I can turn my partner on. I know how to please their body. My partner, maybe a third way too, my partner likes to see my responsiveness and I feel confident letting go. You know, I feel safe and secure and my partner wants to hear me make noise. My partner wants to hear me do or watch me do anything with my face. You know, I don't have to worry about their rejection. I'm, I'm just going to get into it and be myself. All of that is different ways to feel confident. And those are often blocks, I think, for different people. Body blocks, so crucial for women. I mean, so many women really want to be desirable. Mm -hmm. And so if their partner isn't saying to them specific compliments that are sexual, they don't don't know that they're attractive. It's so important to see the opportunity in these blocks. Too many of us have this this mindset that it should be gas pedals all the way. And that's just what confident, great lovers do. And it's not actually true, right? Great lovers anticipate blocks and they adjust accordingly. They're constantly kind of tweaking and responding and pivoting. They see the opportunity in the blocks as information. Hey, what you liked last week, you just don't like today. Something's different about it. So you need something a bit different right? And they're open to feedback. They welcome feedback. And I think really most of us don't grow up learning how to do that To, You know, whatever successful people do, they, they, they fall forward. They learn from things that don't work. They embrace it. They don't mm-hmm. fight it. They don't retreat from it. They, they see the opportunity in it. And it's no different with sex. Exactly. I know we have a group of friends and whenever this subject comes up and we talk about, you know, essentially the blocks, you know, he's like, that's just more of a challenge, you know, takes it on and, and doesn't kind of get stopped by the, the blocks in his partner. And that builds a lot of confidence knowing even when you're getting it wrong, you're going to figure it out and get to a good spot. Like that is to me the most confident. It's easy to feel confident when everything's working well, but yep. when inevitably the hiccup comes, like to have confidence that you can, you can navigate with that, that really is what allows you to just kind of let go. I think what you said in the beginning is is so important. Confidence is in the between space. Mm-hmm. It's between us. It's it isn't something that we just hold inside because we can lose it. We can get deflated by lack of response. And the good news is is we can build confidence by being responsive. So what would you say to this couple who so I had a couple who 
she did not feel she was a beautiful woman, but she did not get the reinforcement from her partner who he was a little bit older, I think maybe anxious, you know, about telling her how beautiful she was because he was afraid if she knew that she she would leave him, you know, ultimately. So it's it was tough, right? She she gets attention from men, other men mm-hmm. who let her know that she's beautiful in one way or another by a compliment or by a look or something, and it doesn't come from her partner. And so she starts to get this message, he's not attracted to me. I'm not beautiful enough. Mm-hmm. I'm not as beautiful as his old partners, yada, yada. And so how can she bring this to him and talk about what she needs? Can you help us kind of, how do we start this conversation so it isn't just a fight and is it isn't just her feeling like I'm begging for something that he's not going to give. And, and you know, she's up against already feeling yeah. like he's not attracted to her. I try to help my couples, what I call the preamble. Like this stuff is predictable. You got to learn how to speak to your partner's defenses instead of keep running up against them and getting surprised that they react the same way over and over again. Like negative patterns are very predictable. If they're predictable, you just don't have to afterwards say, yeah, it happened again. They can become predictable before a fight even happens. Mm-hmm. You know, so I know which drawers are sensitive to the message that they're failing in criticism. Mm-hmm. Pursuers are sensitive to the message of rejection. So mm-hmm. how do and we that they're speak? too much. And they're too much. So here we are, the women, the, the wife in this situation is feeling rejected and wants to have a conversation with her husband. Well, yes. guess what? If she comes right towards him, say, you know what? It, it feels like you don't give me enough attention, like right out of the gate and hits him with a message of criticism. What do we think is going to happen? His brain is going to go yellow. Mm-hmm. His brain is going to go yellow. And the negative cycle is running its course. So a preamble is both partners learning to speak about their partner's position before the conversation even happens. So imagine the wife saying, hey, honey, you know, I want to talk. And, you know, I know a lot of times, even when I say I, I want to talk, your body's bracing for the criticism. Mm-hmm. And the intent here is not to criticize you and tell you you're doing it wrong. I really want to see if you could just understand something I'm struggling with because I need your help. Mm, right. And mm-hmm. if, if I need your help and you go away, we're going to fall into our cycle. So please let me know if, if, if it's sounding critical and how I can help you with it. Cause I, I need your help. Like notice what I'm doing. It's just the words don't have to be perfect. We don't like have to memorize a script, but we're trying to speak to our partner's triggers and defenses and say, it's safe. You don't have to take in beyond God. Great. But just see if you could kind of stay in that green brain and keep your focus on me. Like mm. if I was the withdrawer here in that, I'd still be tense and I'm waiting for the message, but I'm more likely to kind of be a little bit curious about, all right, what, what is it? What is the problem here for you? What is it that you're feeling, right? If, if I can keep my focus on her pain, we could have success here, but it's really hard to do when I'm getting triggered. There's kind of that magic invitation. I need your help, mm-hmm. i.e. you can fix this. You can do something here that's going to be good. You know, I have some confidence that together we can solve this. It is an invitation when you say, I need your help here. Yeah. And I, I had a, a withdrawal yesterday. The withdrawal's preamble was, like, I know when I put up a wall, 
you feel rejected. My wall is, well, this was, he was trying to talk about how his wall was what makes him feel safe and it's not rejecting her, right? Mm -hmm. But the preamble would be more him speaking to her rejection, Mm -hmm. right? Being able to say, hey, listen, I know when I don't engage, it sends you to a bad place, Mm -hmm. right? And that's not okay, right? I don't want you to feel that way. I'm just trying to figure out, you know, how to kind of take the space I need to feel safe in a way that's honoring of you too. And that's why I need your feedback. So the withdrawer is kind of speaking into that place that says you're not too much. It makes sense that you want more. When you don't get it, you get hurt. I'm not surprised by that. I can speak into that place before I do what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. If you have 10 fights, a preamble can avoid like five or six of them. That's good numbers. <laughs> right? Why not employ this? We don't have to yeah. just do damage control afterwards all the time. There's stuff we can do beforehand. Yeah, it's a, it's a change for, for whatever needs to be communicated to anticipate the defense that our partner is going to go through. And these defenses are so predictable. I, I think just a withdrawer coming forward five out of 10 times <laughs> would resolve a whole lot too. Yeah, but to be able to say, hey, I'm taking space because I just need time to reset and to kind of think about things. And I'm not going away because I don't care. Or you don't matter. Or this isn't important to me. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I promise I, we're going to come back tomorrow and I get some time off and I could kind of give it the engagement that it needs. It's a lot easier for that pursuer to not get as triggered when they know we're going to get a chance to talk about this. What you have to say is important, and I don't want to hurt you. That's so different than saying nothing and just walking away. So true. So true. Wouldn't that build confidence? Absolutely. And confidence in their, their ability to manage this. You know, to manage the, whatever is reducing the confidence. It's like if we know we have a pattern to have the conversation that's going to go better. And I, I'm hearing you. It's like predicting our partner's protective response. If you're the pursuer saying, you know, I, I know even just talking, just saying I want to talk to you, you know, that's that's like a trigger right there because, you mm-hmm. know, it usually doesn't go well between us when I say that. And somehow or another, you're going to feel like I'm blaming you for something and I'm not happy. And I know that that that's bad for you. Um, so I just want to s- see that. And I don't want us to go to that place. I want us to come together. And I, I need your help. I need your help with something that I'm feeling on the inside and then offer the vulnerability. I'm like this woman, you know, I just so need to know if you're attracted to me. And sometimes I I can kind of see it in your eyes sometimes. Maybe you give a little little bit, but I don't hear these words of attention and attraction. And that's very reassuring for me. I need that in order to feel like I'm confident in bed. You know, I, I know that you want me to initiate more, but something about me knowing I'm really attractive to you would be so helpful. It's really, Beautiful. she's offering him a win-win, right? Offering... I need this from you. And also, if I get this, I'm going to give you more of what you need. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. we are as therapists trying to help couples repair messes. And 
The only difference between master couples and disaster couples is that ability to repair, to repair before a fight or after a fight. That's how the best way to gain confidence is to know that even if you're off, you can repair. That is a really confident person. Right? Yes. And that's really what we're, we're encouraging our listeners to do, to get better at repairing. It's not about being perfect and being a mind reader and always kind of getting it right. It's about welcoming feedback, knowing that even if you get it wrong, you're going to know what to do and what to say to get back into that sweet spot. Right? When you can trust in that, it's easy to risk and explore and do cool things. But if you're on eggshells and you don't know how to repair, you know, you're one mistake away from the doghouse. Exactly. So to build the confidence, to have the confidence and take the risks, we know they're going to, it's going to not go so well right in the beginning, that it's a process. So we want to encourage everybody, honor your partner's attempts. But if you have to have a conversation, start with a preamble that predicts your partner's defensive move that you know is usually where they go. Tell them, I know this is what might happen for you. This is really what I want to see between us is connection in this way. This is what I need. Offer your vulnerability. And then this process builds the confidence that we can resolve these issues between us. And then the couple is confident in not just what happens in the bedroom, but in their ability to repair, you know, when they need to. Confidence is learned. Everyone listening can increase the confidence in your relationship. Why settle for not having it? Help each other out. Thanks for listening. Keep it hot and confident. Hey, don't forget to check out uberlube.com with the coupon foreplay. It really helps us to support the podcast and keep delivering free content. Thanks so much. Call in your questions to the foreplay question voicemail. Dial 833-MY-4PLAY. That's 833-MY, the number four, play. And we'll use the questions for our mailbag episodes. All content is for entertainment purposes only and should not be considered as a substitute for therapy by a licensed clinician or as medical advice from a doctor. This podcast is copyrighted by 4Play Media. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.